You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. What I watched, I watched the team. Here's what I watched. I watched the team who came in the game worn out from last night, mentally and physically. No Jalen Brunson tonight. And Julius Randle trying to play big against guys bigger than him. And he's going to get a lot of criticism. He did not play well tonight, Gordon. 7 of 20 did not shoot well. But we talked about it a little bit last night. It's been a, it's been an issue for a lot of the season. His, his attitude and his anger management situations when he doesn't get calls from the officials really showed out tonight by him just really pushing and yelling at Emmanuel quickly, who was only trying to make sure that he did not get a technical because he's always yelling and screaming at the officials and not losing him for getting two tees and then him not being in the game. For him to respond to his teammate like that, I get you angry, I get you upset, I get you frustrated. That's totally uncalled for, and it doesn't help. No. And, and look, the officiating tonight was not good. Oh, it was awful. Uh, a lot of players <laughs> were upset. awful. On uh, both sides. Bancaro was, was upset several times about several calls, and you could watch him as a rookie catch himself and say, you know what, there's, there's no good of me going after the official here. Mm-hmm. How a rookie can realize that and Julius Randle didn't realize that and continues to not realize that. Everything in that moment was shouting, you're going to get a technical. Yeah. Two players were, were trying to get Randle away from the situation. The ref is pointing towards the bench. And, I mean, you can tell just watching on TV, he's saying, go to the bench. Le- get out of here. And Randle would not let it go. And then maybe the most frustrating part of it all, when he gets the tech, he's like, what? 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 So surprised. How could you be surprised? Yeah, very frustrating. And and look, this was a performance completely inexcusable. Yep. To go to Orlando after having, you know, the way things are going right now, you got less than 10 games to go in the season. Go get that win and at least stabilize things. I get it. There's no Brunson. I get it. You know, the Magic uh, have played better than we thought that they were going to and they have some nice pieces, that's a completely inexcusable performance. Never led in the second half. Come up and have a big third quarter to finally get themselves back in the game. Fifth straight game, they're losing at some point by double digits. And they get that big third quarter, and as soon as they get to the fourth quarter, the Magic respond with a 13-4 run, turn off your sets, game over. I texted you early, and I said, they're playing like straight garbage. Yeah. The first and half, they did yeah. it twice. And they were down by 19 early, and they came back, and then they were down by 19 again, and they came back. But once again, they can't get stops, Gordon, in, in key moments of games. that That's where the big thing happens here. In the fourth quarter again, they couldn't get stops. They were in the game. They had the opportunity. They cut it to, what, they were down by four, five? Couldn't get a stop. Couldn't get a rebound. Could Just, just couldn't get anything. Just, just out of it. And – Listen, they, I realize that they are playing – they played well this season, but it's also how you finish. Mm-hmm. And they are d- getting dangerously close to, you know, possibly losing that five seed. And if they no lose question. that five seed, Gordon, I don't know. Yeah, slippery slope. You, you know, listen, it doesn't 
it's not a guarantee that you're beating Cleveland, but you have a better shot against Cleveland than against the Philadelphia 76ers the way they've been playing for most of the – I mean, Embiid's the MVP right now. And so the way they've been playing and, and how you match up against them, I mean, they're dangerously moving to the sixth position right now. Very dangerous. And it's only – and listen, if the Nets hadn't lost four or five oh, in a row – Oh, thank God the Nets lost. Oh, I mean, thank God the Nets lost. I mean, they might, they might be a game ahead of Miami having to play Miami at the Garden next week. Yeah. Uh, thank God the Nets lost tonight. That was a huge loss for the Knicks because uh, with the way they played, it's just uh, – it's very frustrating. And, I mean, the, the amount of, of areas that you can be frustrated with, um, one that we've talked about a lot this year, and we've talked about him recently, how important it would be for him to start finding some level of consistency to go along with Randall and, and Brunson when he's in there, and that's mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett. He was terrible tonight. He was awful. Terrible was awful. tonight. He was awful. He three of twelve had ten points. Zero of three from three, um, had five turnovers. Larry, five turnovers, two in a row, when he tried to do the Randall handle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and got his strip both times. He I, he was a minus fifteen in thirty minutes. He was a minus fifteen. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I mean, and the numbers say differently. But Emmanuel quickly did not have a good game tonight either. It's very yeah. You look at the you know I wanted misleading. to look at the stat sheet after the game because I you're you're absolutely right. I did not feel like he uh, had a good game. And and you look at the the numbers. You know, twenty five points. You know, nine of ten from the foul line. He had, did have seven assists. But yeah, I agree with you. He was um, some of those shots that he was taking, oh. rushing shots. Um, Shot selection was awful tonight. Yeah, it was not good. Um, you know, Grimes kind of kept them in it, had a big he game, did. was was hitting threes, and, you know, Randall did what he did in terms of the overall numbers. I, I guess they aren't horrendous, but, um, yeah, I, I, just an inexcusable performance by the Knicks where uh, where this was the game you thought, okay, this is the get-right game. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. <laughs> and, and then, you know, terrible first half, and Tibbs is calling a timeout two minutes into the second half. That's yeah. never a good sign. No, because they, they came out as flat as they came out in the beginning of the game. It's just it's 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 mind-boggling to see what they and look. You understand teams go through slumps. You you, you know you. There's all the excuses you can come up with that you want to come up with, Gordon. But I mean, look at this. I mean, Julius Randle played 36 minutes. That that's that's not a lot for him. He only does 40, 41. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and Mitchell Robinson. I mean, uh, you know, you don't look for him with a lot of of scoring situations. But they're not even doing the lob stuff to him now. Like he he only had a basket on a on a on an offensive rebound. He had twelve rebounds, had a couple of blocks. They're just they're just out of sync right now. And the biggest thing is they just they have no communication on defense whatsoever. Teams are going to the basket, they're passing, they're, the Knicks are switching all over the place, they're 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 chasing people around the perimeter and they're not closing in on the threes and the threes are bothering them again. And this is a Orlando Magic team that that's not a great three point shooting team, but Gordon they shot they shot forty percent from three tonight. Yeah, they're t- they're not a good shoot three point shooting team, but it seemed like everything that they, they throw up everybody who throws up a shot against the Knicks it seems to go in. Yeah, because they're open, because mm-hmm. they they, they pa- they're passing the ball as opposed to the Knicks who are dribbling the ball. The opponents are passing the ball and they pass the ball around the perimeter, and so when you sack and everybody's doing the same thing. It's the penetration, Gordon, in the lane. The center comes up, right? The, another player goes behind him, beaten by the Knicks, 
and they get layups or if you're switching and you run out and they pass the ball, if you happen to recover and they run out, they pass the ball, there's always somebody open in either a corner or a wing and they're getting lit up. They're getting mm-hmm. lit up. And that's why they're losing. And that's and tonight, I mean, they gave up 36 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. 36. 36. This I after mean, the, the, the third quarter where that was, they finally started playing some defense yeah. in the third quarter. Yeah. The third quarter was their best defensive quarter of the game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that shows you how bad it was. Yeah, it was. It wasn't hard to be the best one, right? It's not hard to find the good one because the other three were not uh, nothing to write home about. It's not good. It's not good. It's not a good situation. You're limping near the end, and and so you got. Well, listen, it's very simple, Gordon. You got eight, seven, eight games left. You, you got to find a way to at least go five and three or six and two. A four and four is not a good way to get into the postseason. And listen. They should have rested Brunson tonight. You can't. You can't. It's too yeah, late no, in the season absolutely. to try to do back-to-backs with him. So I have no problem with him not playing, but the response was not good. Not good. And this is the first time out of all the back-to-backs that they've had this year. They mentioned it on the post game on MSG that mm-hmm. the Knicks have gotten swept in both games. Yeah. So maybe a sign of fatigue there. And yeah. uh, look, they now get a few days, rest up, do whatever you got, get some Epsom salts, whatever you got to do to rest up. Yep. Because that game on Monday against the Rockets, you better win that. Yeah, you better win that you one. You better win that one, man. It's not good right now. Because then you get the right heat now. right after that, right? That's right. And I think That's they get right. the Cavs after that. That's right. Yes, indeed. Man, the, 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 the narrative on this season can go away very quickly. Very. It doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to no, say, go it doesn't feel that long ago we were talking about the four seed. Now we're just trying to hang on to one of the top six. <laughs> Whew, hoping, yikes. Gordon, we're hoping. We are just. <laughs> hang on, my, like from Seinfeld. Hang on, Ma. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, we might have a Michael Ray Richardson thing here. Uh, <laughs> it, it came to mind during the game, Larry. It came to mind. The ship be sinking. Oh, no. Oh, no. Lots to do on the show before we leave you at midnight. Of course, we have a uh, update on our rewatchable movie bracket and some more, uh, you know, matchups for this evening. Gordon, I couldn't be- I'm listening to the K show today. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're talking Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> so we hear from, from the former front office guy up there, Andrew Brandt. Interesting mm-hmm. conversation there. And then, Gordon, I saw I saw this former running back of the NFC that he's rumored as he wants the, as the Jets as one of his possible signings. Very, I, very odd. I, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers won him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't think he's on the list. We saw, so like I said, a lot to discuss. We'll start with your calls next on 987 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Okay, boys, here we go. I don't think there's much difference. You don't make stops. You don't win games. And what do the last three games have in common? Oh, that's redundant. We lost by five, six, and seven. And I never felt during any one of those games we were in it. When you let teams shoot way over their three-point percentages, you know, Larry Gordon, these are, these are not, they don't make these shots difficult for them. They just 
have fallen into the trap. Forget Brunson being out. I was fortunate enough, because it's basketball season, and Michael and I, we like to talk hoops, too. And I told him about last night. I never. I told him how much I enjoy calling you and listening to you know all the regulars, and now Jose, who we're going to get on Twitter together and share the misery, or hopefully, what's going to go down. Um, but I'll tell you guys, this is a repetitive pattern, and maybe it is Michael Ray. I don't know, but I don't like what I'm seeing. And the effort and how poetically justice was that Josh Hart makes the three and maybe some magic will happen. But they're just not executing. It's simple. They're not executing. I'll tell you something, too. R.J. Barrett's defense is so bad. It's awful. And I'm not telling you anything new. I was watching the Brooklyn game. Look, we all think alike. We're all friends. We're all in this together. And and it's, and it's sad to me because... It's the definition of insanity they commonly use now. You've got to do something. I mean, you've got to stubborn coach. Do something. I don't understand it. I told Michael that, that young Orlando. I told you guys, and Gordon, you said it very appropriately. They got the fifth pick in the lottery. But they get another good player because those boys can score. That's going to be a good young team. And Jamal Mosley's a good young coach, so... Listen, company likes misery or however that goes. And the schedule could look easy, but nothing's easy now with nope. seven to go. You're right, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. And, and here's, the, here's the sad thing. Just a quick note, Gordon, that young coach is doing such a great job. When they get really good, he'll be out. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll bring somebody else in. That's how it goes. That is That's how, how it goes. goes. It's sad. It's sad. But he's right. It's, it's, it's very simple to see what they're not doing. They're not. They're not closing out on the on the three. They're not playing good defense. They're not moving their feet. They're not putting their hands up when even you know on a lot of occasions. And they're they're late. They're a split second late on yeah, all the, the rotations. And this was the game they were supposed to get things fixed tonight. I mean, you could make the argument out of these last three. This is the worst one. There's no doubt. They came out flat. Never yep. led in the second half. We're down yep. by 19, as you said, t- two different times. They had one good quarter out of four. It's just inexcusable. And look, Brunson being out, I guess that's a built-in excuse, but you're supposed to still get a win against the Magic. Yeah, you are. Come especially on. when you need one, especially at yes, this time. Yes, of course, after losing the last two. If you had beaten Miami and you had a letdown, that would still be bad. But, all right, you, you deal with it. The fact you've lost two in a row and then you're going to Miami and you still can't. Uh, again, as Spike said, he's right. You, you never felt like the Knicks were going to win this game. No. They never led in the second half. How are you feeling no. like they were going to win the game if they never led in the second half? That's right. That's right. It, it's it's rough. And, you know, you saw Hart hit a couple of shots, and you're like, how come he doesn't shoot more? <laughs> he only took seven shots tonight, Gordon. He didn't shoot a lot in the last game either. It's like he, he liked them to shoot more. The, here's the thing that you notice about this team, especially when Brunson's not there. If they don't push the basketball, it's a struggle for them in their half mm-hmm. court to get any offense going. It's a struggle. They work hard to try to get things going. They have to push the basketball. They just have to. That's the only way that they can get things going. And, um, you know, when you're not hitting shots, you can't push the basketball, Gord, because you're, you're yeah. trying to get back on defense. Mm-hmm. It was It was not a good night. Not a good night. Nate's in Jersey. Nate, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's doing? What's doing, fellas? How are we doing tonight? Hey, Nate. Good. 
Um, obviously, so I have two points. Uh, first thing, I have Knicks, and then I want to talk Rangers. If you guys would, I guess, let me do this. I got good points on both. Um, this was such a pitiful performance by the Knicks tonight. Uh, and the better part of the last week or so has really been kind of the same thing. What's, what, I mean, what's the, what's the quote where it's, uh, you know, st- what's stupidity? Stupidity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So, I mean, it, 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 each game is eerily similar where it's like they they come out flat, they stay flat, they make a little bit of a run, and then they just – they fizzle out. They play no defense. There's, they're, they're lacking heart, effort, whatever it is. And it's just it's 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 a shame because a month ago we were saying, oh man, maybe they'll be able to catch Cleveland and, and catch for the four seed. Now we're hanging on for dear life for that for that fifth seed. We got the Nets breathing down our necks. It's it's just not good. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess let, let's hear I'll hear what you have to say, and then I'll get to my Rangers point. Well, go ahead and do your Rangers point. We'll take care of both of them. Okay, um, and the Rangers. Um, this was a, it was a good gutsy win for the Rangers. Um, you know, they only had 16 shots on goal. It was a solid win. A win is a win, but um, you know, this is a this is a playoff series matchup. You know, if if the Rangers get past the first round, they're m- most likely going to play Carolina, and obviously the Rangers beat Carolina last year in the playoffs. And this is a rivalry brewing. You know, this is. The, it, we, we we always talk about in hockey how there's no more rivalries anymore. This may be one where it's like, oh boy, you know, Rangers lo- don't like them, they don't like us, and here we go. You know, this could be the the rivalry of the next five, six, seven years. Who knows? Yeah, um, I hear what you're saying. What do you guys think? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Thanks for the phone call. And you know, listen, it's a nice win for the Rangers after losing to Carolina the other night. So you need to get back, and, and Adam Fox got to go for him. He hasn't he hadn't been scoring in God knows when. It's been what 22, 23, 24 games since he since he's gotten the goal. So, you know what? They beat Carolina, so they split that. And you're right, it's going into the postseason, and there's still a lot of rivalries. I think the Rangers have a rival. Pittsburgh is a rival. I think Washington, any of the original six are rivals. So, I I, I think there's still a rivalry. But you're right, this one is getting revved up. As far as the uh, Knicks are concerned. Here's the thing, Gordon, is that what is he going to change? He went to the bench. Mm-hmm. The bench really didn't give him a lot. They were outscored at one point, 34-14. And, and so that's an issue. So when you move quickly off the bench, somebody had to replace that points that you normally get from him, and nobody did, did that tonight. That's A. B is... Do you know the energy it takes to come back from a 19-point deficit not once but twice in a game? Gordon, you have nothing left. And so when you get near the end of a game, that's why you can't go down big. Not once but twice. It's hard to recover when you go down once. But when you go down twice like that, the energy it takes for you to get those baskets and overplay and do some things and 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 get some, try to get some easy baskets and play tough defense and rebound and do all the other things, you're worn out afterwards. It's hard to get back. It's hard to keep get that lead after you fought so hard to, to get back into the game. And if it happens in the first half, you know, there's so much scoring in an NBA game. It's, it's not good, but you can recover from it. To, to do it again <laughs> right away in the second half, 
Uh, very frustrating. I, I mean, I don't know what other way to put it. Uh, it's very frustrating. And now you just kind of look at the standings. And, uh, you know, the Heat are one game back in the loss column. The Nets are one game back in the loss column. And they, they play when? Saturday? Sunday? When do they play? They play against each other, right? Next? Um, I think. Nets and – Saturday. Oh, yeah, they play. They, yeah, they play Saturday. And they have, they have a back-to-back. They have Saturday against Miami and Sunday against Orlando. Nets do. Mm-hmm. They do the exact same thing the Knicks just did. And then Miami. So who do you? Who, I mean, I guess you'd rather have the Nets win that matchup against the Heat, right? Yes. For right now, I need to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you need right. to just keep the Heat away as much as possible because <sighs> I have no confidence that they're going to beat the Heat at the Garden. No, not the way they're playing right now. No, they got to pick things up, man. You know, and and you've got the tiebreaker over the Nets. Could you? I mean, could you imagine if they end up being seven, Larry? Could you imagine all the time we have spent feeling, oh, good. You know what this shows you, though? Mm-hmm. If they're five or six, it doesn't really matter. Just yeah. don't be seven. Because, you know, right. you're not be. let's be honest. They're not beating the Cavs. They're not beating the Sixers. Get in there. Be more competitive than you were two years ago, which would not be hard. Mm-hmm. And, and away you go. You had a good season. If you're the five seed, that's good. If you, if you make the playoffs, okay, good. Uh, but you cannot be. If you're seven, that destroys the whole. It then does. it was not nearly the season that we thought it no. was. No, no, and you're not as good as we thought you were. We're, we're not, just talking about the Cavs. We, we can catch the Cavs, Larry. We can catch right. the Cavs. Wait a minute. There were people talking about the conference, Gordon. Remember oh my! That? Well, I mean, there's always a few <laughs> delusional ones, Larry. I'm not going to lie. Remember that they were talking about the conference. Yeah. What? What was that, Gordon? '90s Knicks? Mm. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Not like this. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. More of your phone calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. <laughs> those, if those windows could talk, Larry. Uh, and a lot of the stories we actually overheard uh-huh. <laughs> while they were on the air. But Allen is so angry and disturbed about this loss, he couldn't even wait to get on the air for his show tomorrow with Bart, with Bart Scott at noon. He's joining us right now. Allen, are you in the car alone? I am in the car alone. It's March Madness while he's on CBS right now doing all the March Madness game, the Sweet 16, everything going on there. So it's just me. I'm sorry to disappoint, but I was listening to you guys, and I thought, you know what? Let me jump into this conversation if I could because, you know, I am very kind of disgusted with what I saw tonight. It's bad, Alan. This is it's, – it's all the fundamentals. I mean, I saw you on Twitter, and let's start with the thing that irritated you a lot, which was – and I agree with you a thousand percent, and Gordon mentioned it as well – Julius Randle, you know, arguing with the teammate who's trying to save him from getting a technical. That's just a bad look, and it's not the first time. That's the problem. A week ago and on trip in L.A., you know, his frustration boiled over uh, in the loss of the Clippers – and he was, you know, you just you couldn't control, like, just calm him down. And all teammates try to do in these situations is come around and just kind of talk to you and, you know, get you, all right, you got a tech, now let's not get any more, let's not get you thrown out of the game. And we saw him pushing away. I, you know, at one point I think Tim tied him in a hug, a uh, bear hug in L.A., and he pushed him off, pushed teammates off, pushed staffers off. Bad look. And he, you know, acknowledged it as he should. And understood, you can't do that. And then it's, you know, a couple of games later, the frustrations continue to boil over for him. And he's doing it again. And this time it's with Emmanuel quickly. You get to a point as a teammate 
where it's going to, and it should happen now, that you just say, all right, you're on your own. You want to get a tech? You want to get thrown out? I'm not going to stop you because you don't want me to stop you. And that's it. And that has to happen next. If he gets unhinged, you just leave him be. And they're going to have to, and he'll have to live with, with it. But it's a bad look. Now, do I think, I don't know, like they're a frustrated team right now. I think Tibbs said after the game that we're just out of sorts. And they have been. They won 12 out of 15 games. 12 out of 15 games after they beat the Nuggets on Saturday. That's just Saturday, guys. I mean, it's Wednesday. What is it, Thursday? I'm losing track of it. But it's, it was only Saturday that they had won 12 out of 15. We're 12 games over 500, and we're pretty much in control of the fifth spot. And then you had Monday's game, which was a euphoria of a 57-point performance and yet the inability to close. And then you had last night, which was you knew it was going to be a brawl and a desperate Heat team that's trying to get out of the 7-10. And that came down also to, you know, to the end and some frustration. Now, they, you had also beaten them twice on some late heroics, and they were, you know, Jimmy Butler was not going to let you beat them again. So that was a physical, frustrating game. I was so worried about this game. I hate the word trap. I hate the phrase trap game, but this was one. And it's set up to be one, but they could have still won it. And despite everything else, they should have won this game. I mean, they didn't. Mainly because, and yes, the three-point defense. You guys are so wrong point about the three-point defense. Give you guys credit for that as far as, you know, understanding what you're seeing. But I'm telling you guys, R.J. Barrett had a bad game. And the start of the second quarter and the start of the fourth quarter, which Tom Thibodeau pointed out in his postgame, those are big minutes for him because it allows him to be the man out on the court. He doesn't have to share the ball with, with Julius Randle. And when Brunson's playing... He doesn't have to share the ball. It's, those are his minutes with the, with the reserves. And he did not play well in this game. And when you're 22 and you're playing against another team of young guys, you kind of have to, like, say to yourself, yeah, this is my night. I'm going to take it to these kids. And I did not see that out of him. Three of 12, five turnovers. So we're going to talk about Randall and his, you know, him boiling over his frustrations and all that stuff. But we also can't absolve or even not bring up that R.J. Barrett, on a night where he really needed to step up with no Brunson, he did not play well at all. And that that's alarming in a game like this. Alan, especially, I mean, you had very pointed comments on the broadcast after the game about R.J., and, and obviously you're repeating them here. Um, you know, the, the fact in that fourth quarter, you, you finally get the game tied after, you know, right. catching fire in the third, and then immediately, what was it, a 13-4 run for the Magic uh, right out of that third quarter, and RJ in the fourth, yep. zero points, a yep. turnover, and yep. a minus nine. Right. And that, you know, and again, it's not like picking on RJ, but, you know, when a team gets good enough like this, and the Knicks, Knicks team, you know, played really well for a big stretch of the season, they had one of the best records in the league since December 4th. I mean, they, they were really good for a long stretch, very competitive team. But you, you start to raise the standard, and you hold players to a higher level. And so if we're going to do that with all the others, we have to do it with R.J. Barrett, who wants to be a star, who wants to be considered somebody at the same level as the other two stars on the team. And I've always called him, he's a you know, foundational piece and all those things. But – 
you know, you're going to get praise when you play well. But I think on nights that you don't play well, that are – I'm not saying must win. I think Monday's a must win. But, guys, I felt like this was that trap game. Be careful with this game. And I looked and I thought, all right, so you need somebody that's going to have a little extra energy and have a little purpose and, you know, get out there and try to carry you. And I just kept thinking to myself before this game, man, it's a big R.J. Barrett game. And I didn't say it on the pregame show, but in my mind, I'm like, man, it's a big R.J. Barrett game because there's no Brunson. And R.J. can really take those second and fourth quarter minutes and get some separation and get yourself a, you know, a nice lead. But just dominate, which is a, a team that's around the same age you are. And I did not see the alpha come out in him. I just saw a guy who struggled made some you know, poor decisions with the basketball and couldn't finish. And that's something I just felt like needed to be pointed out. Not to pick on them, but it's just this is the new standard now for this team. The expectation is they're a competitive team. They're a better team than they've been in years. Like, this is a better team than they were two years ago, guys. Yeah, it's a much better team. And so you're going to have off nights. Him needs to step up and tonight was a night for him to do it he didn't and that's alarming for me that that kind of i was more disappointed in that than i was in randall's theatrics at the half because i've seen randall do that before when he gets frustrated but rj rj i thought that he would recognize the the moment in front of him and take advantage of it he didn't and the, other, and, the other, and the other sad thing about it, Allen, was not only did he struggle on offense, but he still has these issues on defense where he ends up trailing the defender. I, so it, was, it yeah. was bad on both ends. So, And, and that's the big thing. Right. You know, listen, it's the stops. That's what we're used to seeing from this Nick team. Okay, people score. We get it. You, you can't defend everybody. But it's, it's just the, the slow rotations, the lack of communication, the no closeout. It's, it's a lot of defensive issues from this team over these, these past three games that, you know, these are, you need to finish strong. You know that you – Alan, we've watched basketball a lot, the three of us. And you know this, this part of the season, the bad teams love to get up for you. This is when they want to they want to embarrass you. They want to win these games. We're not going to well, we're, you're not coming in here getting rich on us. So you have to expect that these teams are the ones that are really going to give you trouble and they just weren't ready to play. Alan, they weren't. No, and the schedule again, like I said, a back-to-back in this situation. Now the Nets have the same exact thing. And Miami, of course, they want to jump, you know, they they right now they jumped over the Nets. So Miami's going to look at Saturday night against the Nets as, you know, that's a big game. And then the very next day, they have to play Orlando, the Nets do. So it's the same exact scenario as the Knicks had, the Nets have to go through. So we'll see how that goes. But it's funny that you said it. It made me think of something, Larry. When you said, you know, these teams that aren't very good but young, at the end of the season, they, they actually play with confidence. So aren't we well-versed in that, Larry? Mm-hmm. Haven't we not seen a lot of those kind of teams? Where, so a bunch of them last those, season. We call it. Yeah, f- fans call them meaningless wins that cost you draft position, right? I mean, <laughs> we, we've seen a lot of that. So, like, when we're watching our later, we're like, oh, yeah, I recognize that. I see what's going on tonight because we've, we've seen it before. But, yeah, it, it, it's, the, it's just it is very frustrating. Now, the closeout thing that you guys brought up, it's amazing. Last night, Miami is the third worst three-point shooting team in the league. In the league. They don't shoot threes well. And last night in the fourth quarter, they made six out of seven. 
tonight, Orlando, the seventh worst three-point shooting team in the league, and in the fourth quarter, they made seven out of eight to basically just bury the Knicks and put the game away. The Knicks were trying to climb back even after the bad start to the fourth, but every time they came down, Orlando was finding open three. How did they do it? It starts with the fact that they cannot keep people in front of them on dribble penetration and on screen and roll. They were so good at it for most of the season. The way they chase over screens, they're very good at it. But when you are maybe a little tired, maybe a little less willing because you're banged up and, you know, you're just not feeling it, you're not going to lock and trail as well as you have been. And so that forces help defense and good ball movement will find an open man. And now all you're praying for is that guys will make open shots. And in the last two nights, guys were making open shots. And, oh, by the way, Minnesota, Torian Prince, he could not miss every single open shot he got as well. So that's really been the story of these last three games. It's been their defense has broken down and given up wide open threes, and you're relying on NBA players to miss wide open threes. doesn't happen often. So when the playoffs open, Allen, the Knicks will be in what position? I still think they'll get fifth. I, st- I just feel like, like, I believe the last probability for fifth was 78%. I think they're at 99.8% probability to make the top six. And so I still think fifth is theirs. They control their destiny. But what's in their pocket is, they have a series tie regardless of what ha- If they lose Wednesday to the Heat, they still have a series tie with them. The head-to-head tiebreaker, unless, of course, the Heat win the division, uh, the head-to-head tiebreaker is Eastern record, and they have a way better record versus the East than the Heat do. So they still kind of control their own destiny in that regard. And then the Nets, it's the same situation. Their division record goes first, better, and then you can go east as well if you want. And head-to-head is two, two to two. So they, like they're still in a good place when it comes to head-to-head. Now, they'd have to really fall out. And when you look at the remaining schedule, it's among the easiest left in the, in the league. Houston, they're going to come in. They're going to probably try you know, play hard. But you're giving the Knicks, who are a pissed-off team, three days off before their next game, which they desperately needed this break. So you have that going into the game Monday that I think they have to treat as the first must win of the rest of the season. The Miami game is a bit of a revenge game. That game got heated last night, a lot of trash talking. So they'll be, you know, they'll be up for that game. And then of course at Cleveland will be interesting because that could be a precursor for start of the season and then you got indiana who isn't really playing for anything i mean i know they're in the seven ten and all that but you know like the rest of the season doesn't have like the killer opponents that they had just run the gamut of a couple of weeks ago so i still feel good about fifth the bottom would have to drop out for them to not at least get a top six so they'll have that and you know the postseason was the goal this year 500, you know, getting over 500 was something that Vegas didn't think they'd do. So they were accomplishing some things. But as I mentioned earlier, what we saw them do over the second half of this season, and especially the last stretch of 15 games before this losing streak, we raised our standard and expectations about this team. And that's where we have to hold them and keep them right now. No question about it. 
Alan Hand, who's been on the call on radio, obviously his MSG stuff, and of course, with the uh, very quiet and subdued Bart Scott, uh, Monday through Friday from noon to three. Uh, Alan, drive safely. Thanks for a couple of minutes, my friend. We'll be listening tomorrow. You got it, guys. All the best. Thanks, right. Alan. Alan Hahn. When we return, your thoughts on what Alan had to say and what you saw in the game on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.